0: Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Thank you so much for joining me today. If, if you've ever heard breastfeeding up, oh, no, 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 wait a minute. No, if you've ever heard born to be breastfed before, you know that what I help you to do usually is to bust through the myths and clarify the facts. Today, however, I'm going to take a little bit different of an approach. As you know, we are knee-deep into the holiday season right now. And one of the things that I find that happens when the holidays roll around, I don't know about you, but I sure get together with the relatives, the friends, the, as my mother would say, the shirttail relations and everybody else. And one of the things that kind of happens when we do that is that sometimes we end up taking some criticism from people that we might not be so keen on taking criticism from. Not that we ever want to take a criticism from anybody. But the question is, how do you cope with that criticism? Do you feel uncomfortable when you know you're in the presence of someone who may not share your enthusiasm for breastfeeding? If you haven't encountered this uneasiness yet, uh, it's likely you're going to encounter that soon. And holiday time is really prime time for encountering relatives, friends you haven't seen in a while. Maybe you're wondering if criticism is right around the corner. What could that criticism be? Might be verbal, might be just those "Eh," critical glances that could make any woman wonder, am I doing something wrong? Maybe you felt that way. And maybe you feel defensive at those remarks or those disapproving looks or glares, and although every fiber in your being may want to lash out, another part of you realizes that there's got to be a better way. So, you know, here's the thing. I just got into it with one of my relatives here the other night, and I I came away and I said to myself, I should have been more prepared. I should have used my best communication skills. I didn't. Uh, I feel bad, but how can I maybe help some other people to get their heads together and maybe at the same time kind of like get my own head together? Because criticism really does happen. Now, I'm not lactating, but it's always something. All right, my hair is too long or too short or too white or I'm too fat or too something or other. Somebody's always got some little jab that they want to give to me. I don't want to hear it. And if you're a breastfeeding mother, you don't want to hear it either not only do you want not want to hear about your hair or your fat hips, you don't want to hear about your decision to breastfeed. And so I'm going to try to help you to anticipate some of the things that you might hear and hopefully give you some ideas for how to cope with those. So I'm going to start out in the first segment. Today we'll talk about ways to activate what I call your criticism radar. And I will talk specifically about that in terms of who, what, where, how. I'll talk about some ways to prevent the criticism from coming on maybe in the first place, always worth a shot, and then some just general techniques for being able to kind of throw off that criticism. Then in the second segment, we'll talk about some specific ways to deal with criticism as well as the third segment. And in the fourth segment, we'll kind of wrap it all up. I do want to invite you, however, today to call in. If you ever wanted to call in, now's the time to do it, okay, because you don't even have to tell me what you're thinking. All you got to do is tell me what other people are saying, and I'll see if maybe I can help you. All right, so as promised, let's start with what I think is really the first thing, which is ways to activate your criticism radar, Try to get a feel for how extended family members or friends or others whom you might encounter feel about breastfeeding, or more to the point, how they feel about you breastfeeding your child or breastfeeding in front of them. So I think the first big one is the what question. Now, I'm sure that you can get all sorts of stuff, but. Here are the ones that it seems to me that I hear a lot of. Something around being exposed, all right? So it doesn't bother anybody to see that much skin on the beach. But if they see that much skin sitting in the living room, eh, some people don't cope real well with that. Here's another one that mothers get criticism for. That baby is too old, And then some variation of the baby is not getting enough milk, and that could be just flat out, the baby is not getting enough milk, or the baby is still hungry, or the baby is hungry again, or you're starving my grandson, or whatever, but it's kind of that general theme. So, try to be ready for those as possible issues where you might be put on the defensive, okay? Okay. So let's talk about the who question. Who are we talking about? Now, if it's your mother and if she breastfed, you're probably good to go. If it's your mother and she didn't breastfeed, it might not be quite as easy. Or it might be your partner's family. And that makes you wonder, okay, so where are they? Maybe this is the first holiday that you've spent with them. How do they feel about breastfeeding? And sometimes, now, I was really, really, really fortunate. I had really great parents-in-law. But I'm aware that's how these bad mother-in-law jokes get started, okay? Not everybody's mother-in-law or father-in-law is as wonderful as mine were. So, you know, sometimes you got to say to yourself, all right, so do I need to be willing to take them on or do I need to have my partner take them on? So, it might be something like your partner saying, well, Jennifer and I are coming to the family dinner, but little Stephen is still nursing, of course. We don't know how you'd feel about him nursing at the dining room table. Or, if that doesn't work for you, just tell us where Stephen and his mother can go and find a private place. So, you've got to decide where the, the rest of the family members are at with it. Who's the best person to have a little, uh, the ounce of prevention here, and really how to come across with that. Some people don't mind you breastfeeding the baby at the dining room table at all. Other people, uh, not so much so. They really want to put you in another room. Okay, well, then just get that cleared out ahead of time before you are sitting at the dining room table and you suddenly realize you're really embarrassed. All right, the next one I have for you is the what I call the little who question. What kind of little people have we got around there? Maybe you're not worried about the adults at all. Maybe you're wondering about what Cousin Sarah's kids are going to say or do when they see you nursing your baby. All right, well, in general, I think it's probably fair to say that young children are probably going to do one of a, one of three things. They're either just going to stand there and stare, Or they're going to try to lift up your shawl or your cover-up or whatever it is that you've got over you, and they may even ask what's going on. Or maybe they skip that uh, lift-up step and they just ask you, what are you doing? So this is kind of tricky because this isn't real honest-to-God criticism, but it definitely does need a response. So how you respond to a child's question depends on the age of the child, what their parents have told them about breastfeeding, if anything, uh, maybe what they've seen, and the child's ability to handle information uh, that's just really, really different from the world that they've experienced so far. So try to think about how you might field that question. And by the way, everybody's different, but one of the things that it seems to me that's usually better is to talk about what the baby is doing rather than what you are doing. The baby is eating. The baby is feeding. Whatever. Now, if that doesn't work for you, that's okay. Feel free to come out with something else. But usually, uh, usually that'll work well. Okay, so while I'm on this baby aspect, uh, let me just say that there's another piece that comes into this, which is uh, if people ask about the cover-up that you're wearing, a way that you might be able to respond to that is to say the baby needs to eat in a quiet, private place. Now that wording, the baby needs to eat in a quiet private place probably sounds a little bit better than I need privacy to uh, and quiet to feed the baby. So just try to keep that one in mind. Okay. So ideally what you'd like to do is to prevent this criticism from coming on you in the first place. I think that there are 3 keys to that. Number one is be discreet. Number two, don't set yourself up for a controversial discussion. And number three, project an air of confidence and joyfulness. Let me unpack each of those three for you. Let me start with the discreet thing. Remember that even if you don't care about being discreet, somebody else might care about that very much. So if that's their issue, remember that they could hurl all sorts of insults at you if you aren't discreet. So while you don't need to be discreet, I'm just warning you, it might be a whole lot easier to throw a shawl over yourself or one of those commercial cover-ups, whatever you've got, okay, because someone might feel that that was somehow better and it might just totally... Get the criticism off your shoulders, okay? It's only a day or two days or whatever. It's not forever. Okay, number two, don't set yourself up for a controversial discussion. For example, don't mention that the baby is teething. Why so? Because as soon as somebody realizes the baby has teeth, they're going to come on with the, I shouldn't say they are, but they certainly could come on with, well, if the baby has teeth, then he shouldn't be nursing, and immediately you've opened yourself up to some criticism. Don't mention how many times a day the baby is nursing. You just don't want to go there because there's possibility that somebody thinks that's too much. Always project an air of confidence and joyfulness. It's much easier for somebody to heckle you or criticize you or bug you when you appear to be less than confident. So sure, you might have your own self-doubts, but don't don't show your hand right now. Appear joyful, appear confident, and you should be real good. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break.
2: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit BreastfeedingOutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit BreastfeedingOutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894.
0: Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Call Marie today at 703 787 9894 to find an option that works for your staff.
2: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
0: You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuzo or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuto with Born to be Breastfed. I would just like to ask you now, are you looking for something really nice for yourself, your own baby, or maybe somebody else's baby as a gift? Be sure to take a visit to New Angel. That's N-U-A-N-G-E-L.com, newangel.com, for all sorts of wonderful products for your own baby or maybe somebody else's as a gift. You know, I'd really like to take some questions from our listening audience today. I know that sometimes people feel like, sometimes I do kind of a technical subject and they feel a little, you know, intimidated about asking a question, but shoot, I'm willing to bet that all of you have had some friend or relative criticize you or make a dumb remark about breastfeeding, right? So... You don't even need to go on talk radio and say what you're thinking. Just tell me what other people are saying and thinking, and let me help you to think of a way that you can make a comeback for that person. Now, I know you just heard it on the commercial, but I'm going to repeat. If you want to call in at half past the hour, here's the number. It's 866-472-5792. Half past the hour, 866-472-5792. And if you're listening to us by podcast, feel free to drop me an email at radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Okay, so parents tell me, have you really visited my website? Here it is. It's borntobebreastfed.com. Come and take a look at a bunch of stuff that's there, including my blogs. If you'd go to the blog. You'll see some interesting things that I posted recently about the show that I just finished a week or two or three or however many ago. Uh, I know that there's one on myths related to newborns that is new, one related to kangaroo care, which we covered a week or two ago. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And don't forget to visit my Facebook site. There's tons of stuff there that I think you'll enjoy. Um... (laughs) <laughs> there's one that's an image that you, you you just can't miss this. It's a bunch of women who drew line drawings of their own breasts. That's, it's, it's really pretty funny. Okay, so I'd like to pick up then with responses to criticisms. This is just a general technique that most people already have heard of, but I'm going to review it for you in the context of breastfeeding. Use I messages rather than you messages. This is an age-old recommendation by anyone who has had formal training in effective communication. And sometimes these are just plain I messages. And sometimes they are the when you dot 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 I feel messages. Let me give you an example. The speaker or a person who's uh, talking uh, might say, um, oh, I don't know, but, but something about how uh, the mother is doing something about breastfeeding, you're starving my granddaughter or whatever. And you might find yourself saying, well, you don't have any right to criticize me. Notice how that sentence starts. You don't have any right. That's a you sentence. Instead, try to come back with something different, something like this. Well, the baby needs to eat, and it's hard for me to concentrate on feeding him when you're saying things that undermine my feeding decisions or the baby's behaviors. Here's another one you might say. Uh, yeah, well, parenting, including feeding, is a big responsibility. It would be easier for me if I knew I had your support and encouragement for what I'm doing. Here's another one that's an I message. If you come back and you say, really, when you say stuff like that, I feel, this is one of those I, when you dot dot dot, I feel messages. I feel what? I feel hurt. I feel insulted. I feel undermined. I feel humiliated. Whatever it is you feel. Again, those are all the I messages. Works way better than you don't have any right to criticize me. Because then what happens? It usually just escalates. Okay. Um, there's more. How about we move to what I call the non-response responses. Somebody says something that just really bugs the daylights out of you. As my mother would say, don't give it the time of day. Or as somebody else said one time, I would not dignify that with an answer. Okay, so how do you not dignify that with an answer? You could just smile. Smiling doesn't Really say anything, but at least it gives off a positive vibe rather than a negative vibe. Or you could do, hmm, or uh-huh. If you wanted to go a little further, you could say, I must admit, you've raised an interesting point. Here's another one. Oh, yeah, I guess you're just looking at it from a different perspective, Notice that I have not really made any response there. Here's another one that usually will cut people off at the knees and you still haven't responded. Okay, thanks for sharing your insights. You've given me a lot to think about. Which, by the way, might be true. Here's another one. Um, yeah, you might have a point there. Um... give me some time to think about what you've just said. Any of those kinds of things are really a non-response, but you are responding. And usually people really can't escalate that to the next level. All right, so those were the non-responses. Here's the next strategy. Focus on the other and the active listening. Active listening, I would say, is probably a whole science. I took a course in communication when I was in graduate school where we spent days doing active listening. Uh, But here are a couple of possibilities. When somebody says, you really should have formula fed that baby. You really should be giving that baby a bottle. You might say something like, oh, well, you feel very strongly about this. I can see. That's just reflective listening. You are telling the person that you understand, you grasp how they feel. Here's another one. Your love and concern for the baby really shows. Or this one drives me crazy. When somebody says, well, I bottle fed my Jeremy and he came out just fine, didn't he? What's your comeback to that? Good comeback for that would be, oh, well, you know, I'm really glad that bottle feeding worked well for you and your baby. You have not escalated the situation. Okay, next strategy. Focusing on information or authorities. Now, it could be something really simple like, My doctor said, my doctor stated, my doctor wants me to. You can always kind of throw it back onto the doctor. So that's the authority part. Or you could go to the American Academy of Pediatrics, the AAP. Well, the American Academy of Pediatrics says that breastfeeding and human milk are the normative standards for infant feeding and nutrition. Or you could go on and you could say, the American Academy of Pediatrics reaffirms its recommendation of exclusive breastfeeding for about six months, followed by continued breastfeeding as complementary foods are introduced with continuation of breastfeeding for one year or longer as mutually desired by mother and infant. By the way, those were just direct quotes that I gave you. You should feel free to massage those into your own words. Uh, for instance, probably the one that I would be using would be the uh, continuation of breastfeeding for one year or longer as mutually desired. Now, here's another thing you kind of just got to keep in mind when you hear people criticizing you. Remember that mothers or mothers-in-law or others may be giving criticisms or raising questions because of how things were when they had their own babies. All right? People usually get kind of hyped about this, and one way to keep them so they are not on the defensive is when you start out by saying, well, it may have been a while since you looked into this, but you know, now we have information about blah, 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 or here's one that just works incredibly well. No, anytime. New information has shown. That is a very non-threatening way to speak your piece without bashing the other person, which, by the way, it's one of my favorite, no matter how old the person is, because it always gives them a graceful way to retreat. Now, here's one that I consider to be hurtful, infuriating, derogatory, but it does come up when, when some grandparent says, oh, you're starving my granddaughter again. Okay. Don't get defensive about that. One comeback might be, well, you know, actually not. No, no, they weighed her at the doctor's office last week or last month or whatever it is and remarked about how well she is gaining weight. Or you could point out little fat rolls on her arms or whatever you want to do. But really just try to stay very objective and try not to emotionalize the whole thing because that usually just makes for a bad situation. Okay, so we've talked about a little bit of uh, how to prevent some things. I gave you some general strategies as well as some specific strategies. When we come back, I'm going to talk about how to focus on your decision, and I'm hoping that I'll be getting your questions in this segment as well. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to Be Breastfed. Don't go away. We'll be right back. After this
0: Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, Come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff.
2: Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuzo, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you, too. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703 787 9894. Opinions, Options, Answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
0: You're listening to Born to be Breastfed.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on Born to be Breastfed. Uh, Before we go on, I would just like to take a moment to tell you where I'll be this spring. For those of you who might be looking for professional courses, I'll be giving my comprehensive lactation course in sunny Orlando in January. I will be in sunny San Diego in February I will be in Woodbridge, New Jersey in March. That's just outside of the Trenton, New Jersey airport and very close to New York City. I will also be in Baltimore at the Baltimore, Washington airport, um, Hyatt Place. And I'll be giving my review course too. So if, if you don't need a whole comprehensive course, we can help you with the review course if that's where you're at. And speaking of professional education, Have you ever thought about becoming a lactation specialist? I offer a free webinar about once a month. It's all online. It's all free. And yes, it's best to join by computer. But if you have only a telephone, you can join by telephone. It's not a big deal. All right, you just don't get the visuals, but you can hear everything. And so many people want to get special certification, but they just don't know where to begin. And if that's your... Case, please let me know. We run this for free at least once a month, sometimes twice a month. Go to my website if you're a professional looking for that sort of thing. It's www.breastfeedingoutlook.com and see when the next one is. All righty. I also want to talk then a little bit about where we've been and, and kind of like where we're going. In the first segment, I talked to you about ways to activate your criticism radar and ways to prevent criticism. In the next segment, I talked about some general techniques, including things like active listening. Then I mentioned the non-response responses, focusing on the other, and focusing on information and authorities, which is where we left off. So now I want to talk about focusing on your decision. Honestly, for as long as I've been a nurse, I have to remind myself almost every day that a lot of what I see or encounter in a day really comes down to a parenting decision. I have to remind myself that a method of feeding or a decision to wean the baby, whether to have an epidural, And many, many more things are parenting decisions, whether the baby has a circumcision or whether or not the baby has a playpen or anything else, okay? All of these are parenting decisions. They are not decisions that the healthcare team can or should make independent of the mother or the the parents. I've said for years, the baby belongs to the parent, and for those of you who are old enough to remember Dione Young's wonderful book called Changing Childbirth, she had a quote in there that said, the baby does not belong to the hospital, okay? Well, the baby doesn't belong to the hospital, and he doesn't belong to the doctor's office, and he doesn't belong to the grandparent, and he doesn't belong to Aunt Susan or anybody else, all right? So you've really just got to fortify yourself with this understanding that what you decide for your child is your decision because you are the parent. Now, let's say that you get heat from your mother. I'm not in a good position to talk about this because my mother was so pro-breastfeeding that she could work it into any conversation with any young woman of childbearing age. Uh, She she was really quite amazing. Uh, But I have seen a lot of people who will give their daughters a lot of grief about breastfeeding. If, If that's your case... Focus on your decision. Try this for a sound bite. Well, Mom, you know, they used to believe that, but new research has shown, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes it's hard for us to accept that what we used to think of as fact has now been proven as myth. And as I listen to myself talking to you, Mom, I just hope that I'll be able to handle it well when my daughter... Starts her own family. It's a kind of nice way to be able to tell her that from generation to generation, we have to move on. Here's another one. Oh, thank you. I know you're looking out for Bobby's best interests. But honestly, this is a parenting decision. And since I'm the parent, I get to decide. Here's one that always is kind of a showstopper. Somebody, the grandparents, the aunts, uncles, cousins, whoever, make a criticism. This one is always a good one. Well, Bobby's father and I are his parents, and this is the decision we've made. Think about that. If you're not the parent, it's pretty hard to say, well, I'm not the parent, but I get to. Do, you, you can't do that, all right? So make sure that you sit yourself very squarely into the seat of the parent. Here's another possibility. Well, as a parent yourself, you can appreciate that there are some decisions that are right for some parents and some children in some situations. And not right for other parents or other children in other circumstances or situations. I'd be really glad for your support on my decision about about breastfeeding, about rooming in, about extended breastfeeding past two years, whatever, whatever. But you gave a little lead in here that says, you did your thing, now I'm doing my thing. But that's a really good way to just kind of slide into it. Here's a similar one. This works in our family, in our situation. It might not work for you, or maybe you tried it, and maybe it didn't work for you. I get that. But it works for me, or it works for Bobby, or it works for our family, or whatever you want to say. Here's another one. Every mother has to make the decision that she feels is best for her situation, whether it's breastfeeding or anything else. Another one might be, well, before I decided to breastfeed, I really read up a lot and I'm comfortable with my own decision. These are little sound bites that make it a whole lot easier to be able to just kind of scoot by these people that kind of want to take over or give you criticism. Don't take the bait. Okay? Don't take the bait. One of these little sound bites is going to work for you. Or maybe you need to modify it a little bit. But there's something here that will work when you take criticism. I would just like to say that um, one of the really, really great things is humor. Humor is a great way to deflect negative talk. I'm not very good at it, honestly. I don't have the right tone of voice. I don't have the right personality. I I don't have the right body language. It It just doesn't come across well. But every once in a while, I can come out with something useful. Uh, How about this one? The family member who says, good grief, that baby is too old for that breast to be fed that way. Whatever, whatever. Okay, here's a good comeback. I would come back with, yep, you know, he's three years old. Wow. What am I going to do if he starts asking to drive a Lamborghini? You see where I'm going. Here might be another one. I don't know that this would happen at a family member's home so much, but it will happen at the mall or somewhere else. You should be doing that at home, meaning breastfeeding. Here's a comeback. Oh yeah, definitely. Been there, done that. Don't take the bait. I have to tell you, there were some hilarious things that I found at scarymommy.com, and I'll spell that for you. It's www.scarymommy.com dot com, And <laughs> there were a bunch of them, but there were some that were really, really funny. For instance, when uh, apparently, somebody suggested to her that she get a blanket, uh, apparently, to cover up with. And her comeback was, That's a great idea. And you can borrow my blanket to put it over your head. Here's another one she came out with. Thank goodness you have a neck. Look away. Look away. <laughs> apparently, somebody made some comment about her breastfeeding, and I, I I take it she has large breasts. I don't know. I've never heard the expression 36 longs, but I think she must mean that she's got large breasts. So she says, oh, it was an accident. I was holding my baby when my 36 longs fell into his mouth. My bad. Apparently somebody was hanging around, and she said, if you're fishing for a snack, just Wait your turn. I gather that somebody said that breastfeeding was gross. And she came back with, if you think this is gross, you should have seen my placenta. Oh, wait, I have pictures. All right, trust me on this. <laughs> she had a bunch of these. Some of them were, uh, the, the language was a little uh Course, but nonetheless, I think maybe it will just help you to realize that whenever you can deflect things through the use of humor, it's always, always, always a good thing. When we come back, I'm going to talk about what you can do when none of those strategies work and things just totally get out of hand and you really just got to put the lid on it. I'm Marie Biancuto, I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed tonight. Don't go away.
2: We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit BreastfeedingOutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894.
0: Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides, with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. Thank you so much for joining me here at Born to Be Breastfed. All right. So, I tried to give you a bunch of things that usually kind of work, but if things really start to get out of hand, what are you going to do? One of basically three things. Number one, find common ground. Number two, Admit the vast differences. And number three, eh, point out the deadlock. All right, let's look at that common ground thing. Number one, if you find yourself having a discussion that you'd really rather not have gotten into, find the common ground. You might, for example, say, okay, well, let's back up a little bit. Uh, Maybe what we're really both trying to accomplish is just having this baby's well-being. That's common ground. Number two, admit the vast differences. You could say, okay, well, it sounds like we're really at odds here. Let's just agree to disagree. A lot of times you can just leave it at that, okay? Here's another one that might work for you. You're entitled to your opinion, but I'm entitled to mine. Each of us can all hold our own opinions without having to explain them to the other. And sometimes if you're just really stuck, you've just got to point out the deadlock. I'd go for something like this. ay yay, 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 yay. This is a topic that has been debated and argued for generations. Certainly you and I can't solve this. And I would just walk away from it. Here's one I read somewhere, and I love this one. Oops, this topic is like religion and politics. Better to steer clear. Honestly, haven't you ever noticed that about religion and politics? You just, you can't ever win the argument because the other person is just so deep-seated in their convictions about it. Here's another one. Okay, so-and-so, you know, I realize I'm really opinionated on whatever it is. Uh, extended breastfeeding, rooming in, whatever. And I know I sometimes come across as pretty self-righteous. I'm sorry if I said anything out of line. And then just move on. Okay, so before we go home tonight, I want to try to give you some real take-home messages. First, criticism is a reality of parenting. If you don't want to be criticized, don't become a parent. In fact, actually, if you just want to be a grown-up and live your own life, probably, you know, you're going to get criticism. Someone is always going to be criticizing you for something. Have some handy comebacks in your back pocket, ready at a moment's notice. I don't know about you, but I don't think very well on my feet. If I have a couple of sound bites that I can use It helps me to not escalate things and trying to win an argument sometimes just isn't going to happen, which by the way is one of my downfalls. I always want to win the argument and sometimes that's just not realistic. Number two, anticipate what criticism might possibly come up. When, from whom, about what, and what the motivation is behind it. It helps you to think through it before it actually happens. Because otherwise, you're going to feel so off your game and things are just going to go downhill real fast. But anticipating really isn't enough. You also need to know how to prevent it and how to respond to it if it does come up. So prevention is really the first strategy. This isn't always possible, but this is definitely a place where the ounce of prevention will likely avoid the need for the future pound of cure. All right, if all that stuff is pretty much what I've said, you're right, it is. Let me also summarize then the strategies for dealing with criticism when it does occur. First of all, try the non-response responses, things like, hmm, or "Uh uh-huh, Number two, focus on the other. Always use I messages. It would be helpful for me if when you do X, I feel whatever, angry, hurt, whatever. Focus on the information or the authorities. The doctor, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine, whoever you want to name, but try to objectify it as much as you possibly can. Next one, focus on the decision. Be very clear in your understanding that this is your child. It is not someone else's child, so it is not their decision. You stand firm. Also, Focus on common grounds or acknowledgments. For example, I know you have Hannah's best interests in heart, but... Here's the thing. None of us can always avoid criticism, and we certainly don't like dealing with it. But parenting is an extremely personal thing. And we need to understand that other parents won't always agree with us. That's okay. Just stick to your guns. Do what you think is right. Do what you think is right. Wow, I got to tell you, I don't know how these uh, times just go so, 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 so fast And here it is, holiday time, and it seems like everything is just rolling a whole lot faster than I can get a grip on. But really, that is all the time that we have today. I'd like to thank all of you for listening to Born to be Breastfed. I'd like to invite all of you to visit the Born to be Breastfed website at www.borntobebreastfed.com. I would like to invite you to go to our Facebook. Lots of cool stuff there to see. While you're there, please like us. Always kind of adds to my sense of like I'm making the world a better place, if you would please. Uh, There also is a blog there, helps you to understand what we've been looking at with some of the previous shows, and also what's coming up for next week. And... If you're interested in professional continuing education about breastfeeding and lactation, remember, I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. Again, the site for parents is www.borntobebreastfed.com. Site for professionals is www.breastfeedingoutlook.com. Don't forget about our freebies. I'm Marie Biancuto. I promise that I'll help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, remember, your baby (laughs) was born to be breastfed. Have a great week and a great holiday season.